0: Yo, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? It's your boy, Lewis S. Black, coming to you with another podcast, baby. And today, I've got my boy, Crazy Craig, with me. Yeah, what's going on, y'all? This is your boy, Crazy Craig. Uh, People call me Crazy Craig. I don't know why, but I feel like when you live in a society with motherfuckers that want to lie to themselves, if you are the one that wants to speak the unequivocal truth, you will wind up looking like the crazy one. But anyways, I've been invited to the show because me and Louis says Black, we're going to do a little commentary on a very tragic event that happened last night. Ain't nobody get shot or nothing like that. But, damn it, the Lakers lost. And for the first time in history, LeBron has lost in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, the shit is on shit really hit me hard you know i can't say that i'm super 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 die hard bleed purple and yellow type of a fan i've been the type of fan that when it comes to the lakers i rock with the lakers when they've got someone on there that i respect and that's something that I can agree on with you, uh, Black, you know. Uh, one thing I like about doing podcasts with you is we let each other speak and we don't talk over each other. And how long have you been a fan? Because we're going to kind of interview each other on this reaction. How long have you been rocking with the Lakers in some way since reform? Well, I'm glad you asked, man. Um, <clears throat> when I first started watching basketball, I was born in 82 so when I first got around to watching basketball was around 89, 90 ish that's when the Bulls started doing their thing. I think I kind of missed out on getting to see them play against the Lakers. So it might be more around like 91-ish, I believe. My stepfather had put me on. So the first team that I was really rocking with heavy was the Bulls. He was a Bulls fan, Michael Jordan was on there. So it made it very easy and I got acclimated to the other players that were on there like Horace Grant, BJ Armstrong, Scottie Pippen of course, Bill Cartwright, whatever, whatever. So I was rocking with them and then I still had somewhat of a respect for the Lakers even though they were dwindling, it was getting close to around the time that uh, Magic was retiring, so I had a respect for them when uh, Magic was around, then I stopped kind of paying attention to them after Magic left because, you know, that whole kind of dynasty dwindled. And I used to hear about, you know, the heydays of them having Kareem and Worthy and Byron Scott and all them, just, you know, Kurt Rambis tearing shit up, but really didn't get to witness it, saw a lot of throwbacks. So the first time I really started respecting the Lakers and at least paying attention to them was when they got Shaq. Because I've been a Shaq fan since day one, as soon as he came out of LSU and got drafted to the orlando magic oh yeah i definitely remember when Shaq got on to the orlando magic and was uh tearing down rims and shit they had to make the rims shack proof they reinforced the rims to be able to withstand about four to five hundred pressure four to five hundred pounds of pressure excuse me and they did that because they knew that this big ass motherfucker was about 300 pounds so they made the rims 300 pounds nigger nigga-proof. That's why, to this day, you ain't seen nan rim come down. Because most of these young gladiators, as you know, usually around about uh, 210, 220. You know, uh, your boy LeBron, probably around about uh, 250. And that boy Zion Williamson, he up there around about 280. His big ass fucking shit up. Yeah, yeah. So um, I was rocking with Shaq, and then when Shaq went over to LA, I was like, this is the big Hollywood trade. I was like, every athlete that starts off on a mediocre team and proves themselves, and as I call it, gets their dollars up, they wound up going to that team that can possibly just take them to the pinnacle of their career. And damn it, if it wasn't the Lakers, damn it, if they ain't where he got his first ring, and then they've already got Shaq. Then they wind up getting a kid that i was following that i was respecting i can't really call him a kid because even then you know even now rest in peace to kobe he's a few years older than me but you know i was respecting the fact that hey i'm a freshman in high school damn near or whatever and they've got a dude that's uh just coming out of high school and they're getting ready to draft him and i was like kobe So I was like, they got Kobe on there. I was like, even though I'm a Bulls fan right now, I will pay attention to a Lakers game and I will respect the Lakers. And please, you know, black folks, we are so divisional. Oh, we can be show clickish. There's nothing wrong with being a diehard fan for one team and respecting another team. There's nothing wrong with you having respect for a team. Just like um, diehard Cowboys, but I respect certain teams, like the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll always have a respect for them and their organization. I had a respect for Tampa Bay when Brady came in. Hey, my boy, don't get off subject, though, because we're talking about basketball. We're talking basketball. You're right, Crazy Craig. So the whole point is I was respecting the Lakers. Then, you know, I saw the Bulls go on to a repeat, three-peat. And then Jordan left the an organization. And I'll be honest, once Jordan left the organization and the whole organization folded and Pippen started to become a journeyman within his own rights, being a rocket. And I don't know how that team didn't succeed. Yes, that was a big three. Like a motherfucker. You mean to tell me we got Elijah one And we got Barkley? And we got Pippen? And I don't know if they had Drexler, so don't quote me on that. We'd have to go back and research that when the show is over. But that team should have went somewhere. But Barkley, fat ass, was being lazy. But that shit all there. Yeah, man, I agree. And then. He became a trailblazer and all that, so I was like, okay, I don't fuck with the Bulls anymore. They, they're they not carrying the type of um, players that I can root for because I'm from St. Louis. So St. Louis didn't have a basketball team, so it's not like I could just be like, hey, the St. Louis Hawks or the St. Louis whoever, that's who I'm riding with no matter who they got because that's the home team ah shit I basically in life was given a free pick like hey just you don't have a team that's home Uh, the Chicago Bulls were kind of like a home team in a sense because they were three hours away so it would have been nothing and I wish that me and my stepfather could have did it it would have been or me and my biological father because I was close with both of them I wish that tickets could have been bought and we could have just maybe left early in the morning on a Saturday go to Chicago get some breakfast or something and post up, do some sightseeing and catch one of them games but that's here nor there you know, I was able to see an expedition game where Michael Jordan got on the court and uh, played for a little bit so he leaves I wind up becoming a Lakers fan by proxy I'm like, hey, it's around about uh close to 99, 2000-ish, they doing their thing, I'm wishing the best for them, before you know it, boom, 0-1 hits, and they wind up beating the Sixers, wind up getting them rings, and I'm like, alright, shit's going for them, and I was rocking with them, and then I just continued to rock with the Lakers after Shaq left, only because they kept Kobe, and I respected whatever team, Shaq was playing for to a certain extent uh I was respecting the heat he was with Wade had a respect for Wade and I definitely rooted for them when they got that championship together and I was just keeping my own the Lakers when they had Kobe and kind of only took my eyes off of them for a split second when Kobe retired about a few years ago I think he retired around 2015 yeah I think yeah his last game was um Actually, the year that my daughter was born, shouts out to my little angel. Oh, yeah, man, she is a cutie pie. Thank you, Craig. Crazy Craig. Thank you, Crazy Craig. And for a while, I just wasn't paying attention because they just didn't have nobody on there. But then LeBron James, a player that I've always respected and someone that I've kept my eye on and always supported when he was doing his thing. He winds up hopping on the Lakers. I'm like, wow, one of my favorite players on one of my favorite teams that I've always had some respect for. And I was like, hey, the first season was a bust. Then AD wound up coming on. And we all know it was trouble in the bubble. And LeBron got their fourth ring. AD got his first. I figured, OK, the defending champs are going to mess around and do a repeat because they came out kicking ass oh yes them boys came out with some steam like a steam roller because they was rolling motherfuckers over yes they were crazy Craig. and I just I felt like hey this is finna be a walk in the park you know I was kind of keeping my eye on the nets a little bit but I was like hey it's KD and Kyrie getting on the floor for the first time so i was like this is something to see because um there was injuries holding folks back so i was like durant's healthy Kyrie's going to be out there this is going to be something and they were tearing it up the brooklyn nets were tearing it up then they messed around and got hardened i said oh shit, game over and just as i predicted with the brooklyn nets there was a few games here and there that were disappointing just for a second but i was like chemistry soon as they got their chemistry together, just unstoppable. And they just got past Boston. So I'm thinking to myself, all right, it's gonna be Lakers against Brooklyn. And I was like, this is going to be a ring that LeBron is gonna to have to earn because you got basically a big two going against a big three. Two All-Stars against three All-Stars. 2 Future Hall of Famers against 3 Future Hall of Famers. I was like this was going to be a heavyweight match and I figured the Suns was going to be a game of dominoes. Yeah, you thought it was going to be a game of dominoes and I did too. I thought it was going to be more easier. I thought it was going to be more like a game of a uh, check-four or maybe like checkers. King Me I think this shit really hit left field, like you was about to say, when Anthony Davis got that groin injury, Now I was keeping the faith. I figured, okay, groin injury, he'll be all right, maybe he's going to miss a game. Then I was like, it's a game with two. Then I was like, okay, they are taking advantage of the fact that LeBron is basically out there by himself, because I'm going to be honest with you, it feels like he's out there by himself. As far as the talent that is needed to take over any NBA team. Because nowadays, every team has taken on the aspect of what the Bulls did. What the Lakers did, the old school Lakers. And what the old school Celtics had. Which was having at least two All-Stars. At least two All-Stars on your team. I challenge anybody listening to this podcast podcast people I want you to give me any championship team name a championship team where they only had one all star one person that made the all star team that year think about it the Lakers when they were doing their thing it was damn near guaranteed that at the very least you was going to have Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, a.k.a. Al Shinda, in the All-Star game. The Celtics. You could have an All-Star game. Celtics in their heyday. I guarantee you you're tripping if you don't put Bird and Mikhail on the All-Star team or Bird and the Big Chief. Robert Parrish on the All-Star team. The Bulls. Come on now. Do I got to go there? All-Star team. Jordan and Pippen on there. Jordan may just get more minutes. The Lakers again. Shaq and Kobe on the All-Star team. The P- the bad boy Pistons. Thomas and Dumas are going to make the bill for the all-star team. Let's see, uh, the new school Pistons that had a nice run. I'd be damned. Rip Hamilton made the all-star team. Ben Wallace made the all-star team. And Rashid Wallace. I like Rashid. Rashid Wallace made the all-star team and Chauncey Billups made the all-star team. I Never forget that all-star game. Yeah, that was a doozy dude. That was one where just to be funny minus one random dude They literally was like we're just going to put the Pistons on the floor We've got four dudes for the Pistons and yes and the motherfuckers ran the flow and kept things going against the Western Conference. Uh, need I say more? Uh, 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 damn it! Come on now, the Spurs, Duncan, on the All Star team, and usually you're gonna make sure that you put Tony Parker or Ginobili on the All Star team. LeBron, when he was on the Heat, Wade and LeBron on the All Star team. I'm thinking at some point I'd have made my point, the Warriors, come on now, come on now. Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, guaranteed to be on the All-Star team. Now we got this new squad, LeBron and AD, two All-Stars. Everybody, every team now has taken on the model of we need at least two All-Stars. Of course, you can only get so many people on the All-Star. So it's usually, you know, we got somebody that's our franchise player and somebody that's right there with them. But most of these playoff teams got two guys that could be on the damn all-star team. And damn it, with the Shuns, they had Booker and they had Chris Paul. I thought that shit was gonna be a walk in the park when Chris Paul went down with that shoulder injury. I wish injury, I do not wish injury, pain or death upon no man, but with me rooting for the Lakers, Chris Paul I knew he was going to be a threat and I was like okay he's out and the Lakers they did take advantage of that I guess karma came around because then Chris Paul coming back you know damn near halfway healthy then AD goes down and I feel like it's kind of sad y'all because I feel like if AD was able to play last night he would have been a good factor because LeBron put up 29 points and I feel like he could have been a little bit more aggressive. I feel like he should have took on more of a Jordan-esque type of vibe. And he should have definitely channeled that inner Kobe in him and shot more and went at it more. Like, damn it, there is no game plan. Coach, you ain't got to pull out the dry erase board. We ain't got to draw no X's and no O's. We don't got to come up with no uh damn fancy trick plays. Uh, the play is going to be... Inbound that motherfucker and get it to me and I'm launching it. I'm gonna drive to the lane I'm gonna draw a foul or damn me. I'm gonna dunk on somebody I'm gonna put about four y'all on posters. See this is how crazy Craig would operate if he was six foot nine 240 pounds with that type of amazing Hall of Fame type of athletic ability Reaping through his bloodstream And sprinkled on his bones I would have been a ball hog that night This is do or die We ain't got nothing to lose Well we got everything to lose And something to gain If we don't win we go home If we win We live to fight another day AD ain't playing We tried to play him for a few minutes He had to tap out Because that groan was just killing him And that groan that affects you know Your front and your back and everything so okay it's up to me I'm the one with the most rings I'm the one with the most playoff experience I'm the one that's number three on the list of all-time leading scores so y'all gonna give it to me right? if I see you just standing under the basket Then I will get my Magic Johnson on and give you a nice little no-look pass, and you can go ahead and scoop it in. But right now, give the ball to me. This is why I get paid the big bucks. And I agree. LeBron should have took it on. And if AD would have been on there, I know that AD, even with coming off of a groin, he would have been good for about 20. And ain't that something? You said he was going to be good for about 20. Good for 20. I can definitely see that. With that groin being like that, I don't feel like he'd have been able to really drive to the lane like that, but I feel like he could have definitely gotten 20 off of the perimeter. You know, catch him open for the 3, boom. He going to pop him. Catch him open for the 2, he going to pop him. You know, if he tries to drive and they foul him. Number one, I'm praying that he gets up and they ain't aggravated their growing, but put him at the free throw line and he gonna pop him. It would have just been a barnyard yard burner. He would have had them 20 points. They lost by 13. I can do a little math. That means that basically it would have been about uh, maybe uh them up by maybe about seven points. It'd have been real close real close and then we would have had an entertaining weekend yes I agree and that's something I was looking forward to because I felt like damn I'm really not doing too much this Saturday besides going in to work just a little bit of overtime for training at my job and I felt like a Saturday night game game seven Lakers against the Sun whoever loses goes home I was going to go somewhere and watch that damn game. I was going to either go to the bar and watch it on the big screen, or I was just going to go somewhere real cool, excuse me, and watch it on my phone. But didn't get that. So, you know, I want to say goodbye to the Lakers. I want to say that, hey, still a good caliber team, obviously. Injuries fucked up this whole season because LeBron was hurt at one point, AD was hurt at one point, at one point they was both hurt, and their amazing record just kind of went to hell in the handbasket around the second half of the season, and things barely came together once both of them dudes was able to hit the court. So the name of the game for the Lakers right now is in order to succeed, you need LeBron and AD. You don't necessarily need them on the court, at the same time but it needs to at least be a situation where boom they can share minutes together and then if LeBron needs to sit down I want to jump in complete your thought when LeBron sits himself down because he is the OG veteran of the gang, that's when you get that young bull oh yeah nah. you get that young bull out there that young bull that's been just sitting up and doing his own thing and showing that he knows how to kick ass and take names later showing that he know how to smack a few people in the mouth hit some three pointers ain't scared to dunk on somebody come out and yell you let him come out and do his thing let him come out, let that young bull come out and go up against them young gladiators let him do his thing keep the game rolling, then, you know, even with him being a young bull, let that young bull sit down, get a little breather, let the old bull, or should I say the goat, let the goat come out, let him go ahead and show these young gladiators what's happening, show them a thing or two, show them, hey now, I may not ever be, you know what I'm saying, as proficient, as a Steph Curry, but I will still pop this three in your eye. Let him do that. Then let's go ahead and uh, stop a mud hole in your ass and go ahead and get A.D. And LeBron back out on the court. Let's go ahead and run it up. Then, after we done ran it up, we can go ahead and do a little bit of showtime, you know what I'm saying, pass it to our amazing role players that always help us with rebounds, assists, and, you know what I'm saying, extra points on the slide. Let's go ahead and do that. Then let's go ahead and let LeBron and AD sit down, and we're going to let all our young gladiators go up against your young gladiators. And it don't matter if y'all score a few little points, those are empty points. Lakers still won by 15 on your dog stanking ass. And I'm looking forward to seeing that next season. One thing that I would like to suggest before we go ahead and end this podcast, because me and Lewis S. Black, we got uh places to do and things to see. I would like to question the trainers. A.D. is way too young to be so injury prone. Amazing player. He's already got some hardware. He already got some jewelry. So he's got more rings to come. And he is the future of the Lakers when LeBron retires. And I would just really like to see him stay healthy. And I just question what his training staff, because I know that big... You know, your regular guy in the NBA that's on the bench, he don't need no training staff. He barely plays. But, you know, big superstars like this, they got their own training crew, their own trainers. And I would like to question their regimen, and I would like for them to step up their regimen. It's something that they need to be doing because he's kind of getting hurt the way working guys that play pickup games on the weekend get hurt. Regular class working joes that work nine to fives over at the factory or over at the offices or whatnot. You know, they don't really work out during the week or anything like that. They just in some decent shape. They may eat, all right? And then on Saturdays, you know, they'll get to the court and do a little bit of stretching here and there. And then, all right, let's go ahead and uh, pick teams and let's run them. Uh, skins versus shirts. And then that's that. But then, you know, being that they're not constantly, you know, training in their motion, they may go ahead and pull a little something, go home to the wife, get a little bit of that asha hide on that calf. And it seems like he's kind of going through that type of thing. So if AD can stay healthy and if LeBron can stay as healthy as he is, because we can fight a lot of things. We, you, you can fight cancer. You can fight a drunk nigga at the club, in the parking lot, but you can't fight father time. I agree with you on that. You can't fight old age. You can't fight the way that your body is gonna react. For the first time in history, Crazy Craig, what happened? Talk to me, man. For the first time in the history of my life, this year, I caught a back spasm. And this back spasm was so bad, that I literally wound up missing a day of work. It was that bad, I could not move, and it literally took me laying down in certain positions for a whole day, some icy hot, and a painkiller. And by the next day I was hyping, and I thought to myself, damn, I played defensive tackle back in high school, and in semi-pro which is something that definitely is wear and tear on your back from being in that position to having to get up and kind of arching your lower back because that's where I caught my spasm and then just you know all that wear and tear I was like I done worked in factories doing all kinds of wear and tear on my back never caught a back spasm I was like damn now here it is I got an office job where I'm able to sit down and all of a sudden your boy catches a back spasm but I realized it's age it's the fact that I'm about to be 39 So something like this can happen. And you made a very good point with that. And your boy LeBron ain't that far behind you. Uh, Trust and believe. uh, Looks like uh, they say he got drafted, I think in uh, 2003, I believe. So uh, yeah, 2002, 2003. So it looks like a guy like you and LeBron would have been going to high school together at the same time. So some of the little ailments that you going through and some of the things that you be feeling, this man is feeling too. And he's putting a lot of wear and tear on that body. Cause it ain't easy being the GOAT. It ain't easy running up and down the court hmm, and yamming that ball hmm, on these young gladiators hmm, and putting these young gladiators on posters. Hmm. It's hard work to be in the Kang, baby. So as long as they can stay healthy, and as long as they keep them role players, I wouldn't, I, I I know that when things like this happen, they start looking crazy at the coach, they start getting ready to try to release players. I'm telling you, uh, maybe just maybe a few people on the bench, but I would tell you some people that I would like to keep. Uh, that boy number nine, Matthews, he got some hustle. So go ahead and keep him. Uh... Morris, Maybe if you want to, you know, free some room to get somebody, you can go ahead here and get rid of him. Uh, Schroeder, keep him. He got some hustle. Uh, I hate that I forget his name, but uh, number four, the white boy, the bald headed white boy with the headband. Keep him. He's a hustler. True to the game. He wants it. He ain't gonna just ride LeBron's ponytail for them rings. He's gonna always be kind of like a Steve Kerr. Well, he be able to say? well, damn it, I got three rings with Jordan. But uh, shit, I was in the gym shooting too. Uh, Caldwell Pope, keep him. He's a good contributor. I call him a little sharpshooter. I don't get too nervous if you catch him at the uh, three-point line and they dish it to him. I don't get too nervous. He's pretty good. Uh, Kuzma, Kyle Kuzma, keep him, keep him. Uh, Drummond, I I, I guess keep him, he seemed a little useless to me last night, but I don't know, you know, he just got kind of put in, you know, around the trading deadline. Uh, you know, it never hurts to have, you know, that big physical presence, because, you know, AD is a tall thing, but, uh, you know, he's mainly just, you know, skill and finesse, so it's good to have that true big man up in there. So, I don't think they should dismantle anything. I think everybody just needs to stay focused on being physically healthy and just keeping themselves away from injury. I agree. So, shouts out to the Lakers Nation. Y'all had a good season. This is sports, things happen. That's why I guess it is good that in the NBA, they don't do it do or die style like college basketball, where it's just a quick tournament, sudden death like how the nfl is because you know it's like hey some people can just have bad nights so it's good that it's like hey if you can get four out of seven you prove that you just are the legit better team so i'm glad that they have that set up i do like that play-in situation and the commissioner said that he will be keeping that as a permanent part of the uh the operations the flow the season whatever you want to call it and I just say, hey, look forward to next year. Me, myself, as a basketball fan, since I do respect what the Brooklyn Nets have going on, I will keep an eye on what they have going on against the Bucks. I'll keep my eye on when they play them. And I've got my, uh, my I'm not going to put money on it, but I've got my route on for Brooklyn. To go ahead and uh get into the finals. And if I was going to see somebody besides my Lakers take it, I would like to see Brooklyn take it because I feel like they deserve it. I feel like they have put their energy into becoming loaded because you got out here, you got Harden, Durant, Kyrie, Andre Jordan, and you just added Blake Griffin. I'm like, did they set? they're set to make it this their year and you know when God has things set up for you and when he wants something to happen for you it will happen amen to that brother and with this being your podcast may I have the honors of uh shining us off go ahead crazy Craig this has been another episode of the Louis S. Black show featuring crazy Craig I want to thank all of y'all for listening and I want everybody to have a safe and blessed weekend uh remember when you're drinking that yak uh go for a buzz don't try to get drunk people that have a buzz play spades play dominoes they get on the grill fix a few links they fix a you know few burgers and they laugh and they talk shit amongst each other people that get drunk go to clubs and engage in fisticuffs with complete strangers, and they spend the rest of the weekend in the damn drunk tank at the local police station. That's a little food for thought. I'll let y'all do the dishes.
1: We out here. Get the fuck out! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got him back in the beat. No cataracts in my pupil. Don't understand my decision, so I don't need your approval. I'm a motherfucking villain, just like you see in the movie. But still a motherfucking hero up. Stay low key like a casino Hit no weave casino Pocket full of the Ceno. Back full of that primo, bad bitches drinking no Pino. And margarita bikinis in different cities, you seen me. With bitches thick as Serena. Licking me so f- hip. The need I see to the line between a maniac and a genius. Fill up arenas, promoters. take their ass to the cleaners. Two decades straight, A 100 show, 100K hundred at the gate. A night of peace, could Bread bigger than me. Jeez. On the road to riches and diamond rings, with real niggas move things on private planes. So you're looking for me, I be sucker ducking your little bitch ass. Looking for me, I be sucker ducking your little bitch ass. Ride right through the city, under K on the seat, shining like bitches in bikinis, Sunday day on the beat. Pray on the wheat, never. I'ma find a way to stay on my feet. Hand on my heat, West Atlanta rubber bands on my bank. Man, I be beefing with my daughter, man, I'm dealing with shit. Then all my niggas plane going killing some shit. I put my bitch out like a am Martin in my of shit. Another day of a dope boy 100 million legit Okay On the road the riches diamond ring. Real nigga move things on private plane You know I would trap a bookin' at her early Count my money, multiply her bag of the bag. Six five, we be riding on the highway, blowing thick and looking for me. I the sucker in your little bitch. Fuck up, I hit man in my young motherfucking head. It's we ain't going back and forth. But the friend nigga, talking nigga, big cap. I won't listen to him. They get kidding up when nobody paid a ransom for. Ain't never been a pawn, always been a king. And I ain't never gave a damn what a nigga think. Fuck. On the road, the riches and diamond rings. When real niggas move things on private planes. You're looking for me, I be suckin' duckin your little bitch ass Lookin' for me, I be sucka-duckin' your little bitch ass Ride right through the city, 100K on the seat Shining like bitches in bikinis, Sunday day on the beat Pray on the wheat, never, I'ma find a way to stay on my feet Hand on my heat, West Atlanta, rubber bands on my bankroll